as we spoke, like, especially when she was talking with her husband there, I could see the change in her body, how she held her arms across her stomach, how she looked down. It, it was completely like an example of what I read about. Welcome to the Good Christian Girl Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, This specific episode is going to be about body and how important it is how you feel in your body. This is especially important if you are someone who really wants to be intimate with your partner, but they never seem ready or interested, but they used to be interested before, or if you are someone who used to feel interested, but all of a sudden, maybe not all of a sudden, but just you have no interest anymore. This episode is for you. So if you've listened to the episode, I think it's episode three, um, about me coming back after a year. I talk about the fact that I started reading this book, Come As You Are, that was recommended to me by my therapist about sex. (laughs) That's what the book's about. Um, Female sexuality specifically. And I would say the goal of the book is how to have orgasms, how to have better orgasms, how to enjoy your orgasms better. And there's a huge section on how we feel about our body and stress and trauma and lots of things, but I'm specifically going to talk about how we feel about our bodies, Um, especially because I just, I had this encounter with um, a beautiful woman who's doing amazing things, but while I was speaking with her, and especially when she was there with her husband speaking, and he was kind of, you know sharing his concerns about not getting to enjoy her body you know this is his wife he really wants to enjoy her and just the change that happened um when she was talking to me and I feel like she was the exact embodiment of what I had read about in this book and what I am personally recovering from myself in a very different way um she has She was giving birth to three children, and the idea that our body changes when we give birth is, I mean, hey, I've heard people. I think um, Ali Wong, um, in her um, comedy special, she's pregnant in um, Baby Cobra, but she's actually um, had a baby, and... um, her next special and is just talking about the differences and talking about the fact because literally when she was pregnant, she was just like, this is the goal. This is the plan to have this baby stay at home. It's going to be amazing. And after it was just kind of like, why didn't anybody tell me what was happening? Like, this is madness. This is so different than what she thought. And a lot of that has to do with the changes to your body. Um, the book come as you are specifically talks about the fact that, all of these ways that we change are less important than how we feel about these changes. And I've recognized just in speaking to lots of people that 
the way that we, especially as women, are taught to feel about our bodies is like they are broken, they are wrong, um, they are ugly, they are imperfect, and those imperfections have moral implications, have um, psychological and self-esteem um, implications. They change the way we move. They change the way we feel comfortable moving every single day in this world. And there's a part of our minds that are constantly focused on the way our bodies look and how we feel about our bodies. And the idea brings up to me this um, concept of um, X-Men. I don't remember which episode or which movie it was, but where um, the blue girl, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, she is um, lifting weights and she's in her like human looking stage instead of her being in her very blue um, reptilian looking self and um, dude I don't think it was the professor but anyways he says to her like he he kind of like walks up on her and surprises her and he says to her like you can't be focused on what's happening around you when you are spending your energy changing the way you look for other people like the idea that she can't just be blue because she's she's not accepted in that way because the the professor didn't like the way that she um looked and like wanted her to look quote-unquote normal and so because she was focused on looking like a human person instead of her own self some of that attention was focused on that and i think about for all of us um, when we are so worried about our bodies and how they come across. And I know for myself, I'm just like, when, um, I removed the hair from my, um, calves, lower part of my legs. And it's like, the hair is just coming in and have like a little bit of stubble. Like I'm so cognizant of it. Like when I look at my legs, all I see is hair follicles. I do not see skin. I see hair follicles and I see hair coming out of these follicles, right? Like same thing with my underarms because I've been, I have this concept of these body parts being smooth like seals and having no hair, but no hint of hair, no idea of hair, no pores. Um, my face as well, like this idea that when men call me beautiful, I kind of think they're lying. Um, because when I look at my face, I see blemishes. I see scars from years of blemishes. I, I see, um, the way my face is changing from these pictures of myself when I was like two years old, um, or five years old or 10 years old or 12 years old, right? Like this idea of like, that is me. That's pure, wonderful, beautiful me. And this me now after 30 years of life, pollutants, junk food, you know what I mean? Like sun, sky, air, um, wind, you know what I mean? Like life that I am blemished in some way. And when I look at, talk to hear women, especially women who have had children or have had some kind of health crisis and has affected their body, the word I was going to use is ravaged because that's how it seems like they feel. 
these things have ravaged my body and left me less of myself. And when I see them, hear them, recognize they do not wear any of these things as normal, necessary, um, prideful. Like the way that I grew up watching what I watched, it was like when guys got scars, they got hurt. It was like girls dig scars. But there is no equivalent for women as far as like, oh, you get this belly that happens from stretching it out to hold these babies. Yeah, guys dig stretch marks, right? Like there is, like, that sounds funny because we don't have the same equivalent of you went through something traumatic. Don't worry, people dig those parts of you, (laughs) right? It's more this concept of, Something happened to me that is completely normal that the majority of the world will go through and keeps us as a species continuing, but it's ravaged my body and I have to keep this secret and I hold it as a shame and I feel sick about it and I feel sad about it and I'm depressed about it and I don't feel beautiful anymore and I don't feel sexy anymore and I'm not interested in being touched or looked at because I don't look like the way I used to situation be damned like completely out of your mind that all these things happened it is this expectation that especially as women we are supposed to bounce back and if we don't bounce back that we are somehow broken never mind you're exhausted never mind you don't have more time never mind you probably have way less money we are just supposed to find a way to make this all seem like it's part impossible and you're perfected after you know, you're even more perfect after because you look as gorgeous as you did, you know, coming out of your own mother's womb, but you still have this wisdom and knowledge and now these beautiful children, right? Like this concept is madness. It's completely unrealistic, but the shame and psychological warfare that it's waging and the marketing around taking advantage of this aspect of life in making women feel less than and then selling them products or ideas of how to change this makes me shudder because it is stealing pleasure from you. That is why it's upsetting to me. Not because of anything else. I mean, definitely there's lots of other reasons why this is a problem. But for this podcast, because it is stealing pleasure away from you. Because at a time when you are going through exhaustion and stress and you're going through this beautiful process, hopefully with another person, if that's your choice, right? That you don't get to enjoy that person because you don't enjoy yourself anymore. That the body that you have, even though it is in fully working condition for sex, you don't allow it to feel the pleasure of sex. Because in your mind, you believe that there's something actually wrong with you. And I know that this is a frustration for partners who love, care about, want, think is beautiful. These bodies... Because they dig the scars 
they realize that you have gone through something that has been I mean, traumatic is really the word because that's how it feels, but it's like you've gone through something that is earth-shattering changing. And instead of you of you seeing that this is freaking amazing, like you just came out of a movie scene where you blew up everything and everybody and caught all the bad guys and stopped the world from being destroyed by an asteroid. Like you've done all these things and in the process you got shot, <laughs> right? And you're going to have the scar like Everybody in the world is going to be like, let me see that scar. Let me see that scar. That's amazing, right? Like, that is proof of what you did. That's how they see us women that go through this experience. So many of them, but because you don't see it that way, every time they say to you, you're beautiful. You're as beautiful as when I first met you. I love you. I want you. I'm still attracted to you. I don't want to go elsewhere. I don't want to be with somebody else. I want to be with you. And we shut that down completely. That is the problem. You are missing out on pleasure. They are missing out on pleasure because Something has told you that you're broken and you're not good enough and your body does not work anymore because it does not look the same. Just take a minute with that. It's not supposed to look the same. It doesn't have to look the same. It was not made to look the same. It was made to show you what you have been through. Our cells have memory like that. Like we are new so often. We, we put new foods in our bodies. We make new cells. We are replicating literally every second of every day. And our body knows to keep scars. It changes on such a level that even though it's replicating brand new, it still keeps evidence of what has happened in the past. This is not a bad thing. This is not something to be ashamed of. This is not something you need to feel bad about. This is life. And the idea that life would keep you from pleasure, which is also a part of life, is something that I think completely needs to change. What I'd love to see happen instead is this feeling, this idea that I have been through some things and because I've been through some things, I am more lovable. I am sexier. I am more desirable because I can handle it. I know I can handle it. I have experience there. I am capable. I am amazing. I have overcome. Like I am thriving. And because you can see these scars, you know that I've gone through some things. Like I was (laughs) with a partner and he mentioned that, um, I have some gray hairs. I was like, hold up. You found another gray hair? Because I can see one at the front side of my head (laughs) on the right side that I've noticed. But he pointed at one at the back of my head and then another one. And I was like thinking in my mind, like, there's three now. There's three now. Um, And I'm like, do you feel better? Because I'm old like you. He has a lot of gray. And um, (laughs) he was just like, 
you're wiser now. And I don't think he has any concept of what that meant to me and what I'm thinking about that. But his response to me was not, no, you're getting old like me. His response to me is, you have gained more experience in this last year, this last two years that I can see on your head. But I also can feel and I've seen in your experience and your growth. The idea that I would think that it's something wrong that I need to fix or be ashamed of would be laughable if it wasn't completely like terrible and sad and depressing because we often go through this and how much it affects our lives. When he looks at me, what he sees is not what I see when I look at myself. And um, I was sharing this with my friend, but like the very first message that he sent me that I still have, um, voice note he sent me that I still have, is, how are you beautiful? And the response that I said to that message is, you think I am. And his response to that message was, but you are. And my response was, as long as you believe it, that's most important. You will continue to say it, and eventually I will believe it too. And that was almost two years ago. And I'm just now starting to really believe it. I don't recognize the implications of the things that I am saying, but I know that they are deep. And I know that I'm the, not the only person feeling this. And I know that speaking about it could upset some people who might look at me and be like, oh, well, you're perfect. And you know, you're beautiful. And everybody thinks like, there is no concept of how we feel about ourselves. When we look at other people, we have completely subjective experiences. There is no objectivity when it comes to, I am a body and that body is beautiful because it exists. We do not have that. And how that affects who we are, how we move, how we feel, and the lack of pleasure we have is profound. One of the <laughs> one of the most amazing compliments that I've gotten is you are a work of art. Like being nude is not something I grew up thinking was okay at all. And even in very safe relationships with other people, being nude is something that made me very uncomfortable. The idea that someone else would want to look at me nude is very strange to me. The fact that I think that way shows that there is something not okay with the way we see ourselves. So especially if you are with somebody who does not seem interested, know that this is one reason that could be happening. Because the way we feel about our bodies, how we trust our bodies, how we feel that they work, 
how beautiful or sexual we see them ourselves, see our own bodies, has huge, huge implications on whether we allow ourselves to be aroused, allow ourselves to um, be... What am I looking for? Like, participate, allow ourselves to participate in sex, like, allow ourselves to be even in the room <laughs> when other people are attracted to us, like, accept compliments, be okay. Like, it, it, it takes reprogramming us, it takes reprogramming our minds, repetition, and telling us over and over again, and helping us see ourselves the way you see us. Because we have all these evidences and we have all these pictures and medias that the media that tells us the opposite, that tells us we are broken, we are ugly, we are not desirable, we are imperfect. And the idea that we are imperfect, like that word, I think people don't realize how much that affects us. We have the sense of nobody's perfect, which is like a cliche, really, in my mind, because I was raised with this idea that Jesus is perfect and we're supposed to be like Jesus. God is perfect. We're supposed to be like God. Like this, this aspiration of perfection, yes? So the word imperfect, even though you would think like, of course you're imperfect. We're all imperfect. None of us are imperfect. And even if we were perfect, we're all very different from each other. And your perfection is not going to be somebody else's perfection. But the idea that we're imperfect carries moral, carries psychological, and carries self-esteem implications that are deep. And I've come myself to re... Um, story that word, to reframe that word, to um, re-examine what perfection means to me. One of the things that I say to myself often is progress is perfection because it helped me to disengage from my procrastination, from my perfectionism of saying, if it's not perfect, I can't put it out there. Instead of thinking, instead now thinking, if I'm making progress, then that's perfect. Like that is the definition of perfection for me. And I think for myself, redefining imperfection as beauty, imperfection as experience, imperfection as growth, that I am not a porcelain doll, (laughs) that the wear and tear on my body, especially when It is housing this intelligent, absolutely amazing mind and this heart that is full with so much love and patience and value that the outside casing of it (laughs) showing where I received all this experience, how I received this experience, that I received this experience is phenomenal and beautiful and amazing and nothing to be ashamed of. Relearning that, changing the way we see ourselves, changing 
the way we see things that seem as perfect as being deceptive maybe you know like being able to look at a magazine and recognize that that person does not look like that <laughs> like models in magazines don't look like themselves actors and actresses in movies don't look like themselves i am i am cognizant of the fact that when i watch movies especially the black movies that i've seen some of the black films that i've seen on netflix and the clarity and the imperfections of their skin that I see actually f makes me happier. It tells me that hopefully we won't have a whole new generation that thinks that if their skin does not look like porcelain doll skin, completely flawless, that they are not broken and that they still have value. That is so important to me. Um, because it means they are at better chances of having more pleasure. That's what that actually means. That's what the science teaches. That's what our experiences teach us. That when you look in the mirror, if you don't say, damn, like I look so good, then you are depriving yourself of pleasure. There's one line, um, from Cardi B, sex so good I say my own name is something I think about. Like the fact that I am enjoying myself to this level is something I want to carry every single time I look in the mirror. I want to be like, oh my goodness, you, man, any person next to you is going to be so lucky, so happy, just, just, just enjoying it. <laughs> like all of this how can we get there how can you get there how can you get there you getting there is gonna make the difference between an orgasm or not <laughs> multiple orgasms or not when I'm starting to call rolling orgasms very new experience for me where one orgasm just seems to like be so connected to the next orgasm that they seem to just roll together. And sometimes it's like this up and down rolling. So it's like, but they're connected. Or sometimes it's like this overlapping where like one is starting and coming to an end. And oh, here comes another one that's starting. Like this experience, man, like if I knew that it could be like this. <laughs> I definitely would have worked on the way I saw myself when I was younger a lot more. And I would have rejected every single day all of the visions that I saw of this quote-unquote ideal that was training my brain to hate my own self. Never mind as a black woman the idea that my complexion, the color, the pigment of my skin made me other and had people discriminate and hate me and treat me badly and characterize me as undesirable. And now 
the whole flip side of characterizing me as even more desirable, which makes me feel very self-conscious and at risk and threatened all the time because the last thing I want to do is be trafficked. Like, the idea that sexual assault could happen to me because now of that same skin. Like, this pendulum swing as far as the way I see myself is stealing pleasure away from me. That is what it's doing. It is creating a situation in which I do not feel comfortable in having sex in my own skin, in my own body, and enjoying it. And so if you are with someone, if you are with someone, this could definitely be one of the issues holding them back from enjoying being with you. And it is easy, easy, easy to take that personal. It is not personal, especially if you had children. That is an event. That is an event that can change everything. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with your loved ones. Be gentle with the people that you are wanting to enjoy sex with and pleasure with. Be reaffirming to them. Be loving and kind to them. Remind them how amazing they are every single day. Because the studies show that the average is like 13 times a day that women say something negative about their bodies in their minds. That's the average. I think it's far higher than that. And I think there's individuals where it's 13 times a minute. You know what I mean? Like 13 times an hour. Like it is a constant loop of information that says, I am not enough. There is something wrong with me. I'm broken. And I know for myself in my own experience, I used to actually pinch my stomach fat unconsciously um, and just like hold on to it. Just like, hold, like just hold on to it and touch it as though my body was saying a part of my mind is knowing that this is bad and this is wrong and I need to do something about this. But just think about that. Just think about the fact that because of the ideal in my mind of what I'm supposed to be like, my brain would spend time focusing on the fact that I am not that unconsciously all day long. What is that doing to us? I'm telling you one thing. It is depriving our lives of pleasure. It's depriving our lives of pleasure. And yes, you can change your body but no, it will not change your mind. And I spent years, 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 years um, working with women, helping them lose weight. Um, it has been 15 years since I lost um, over 80 pounds of weight and been able to mostly keep it off. There was one time I was in a car accident and I gained 20 pounds over that experience, but lost it and was able to keep it off. And I'm telling you, it will change your body, but it will not change your mind. And in my mind, I still was like, I need to lose three more pounds. Like three more pounds is going to make a difference in how attractive my body is at this weight. 150 to 153, 100 and 
153 to 156, 156 to 160, those 10 pounds, I look great. You know, like, but in my mind, when I would look at my body, I would think I need to lose more. I need to lose more. And it took over a year for me to look back at pictures and feel like I was actually a little too skinny. And when I look at my body now, I'd be like, no, it looks really good, but I still am self-conscious. I still want to get under the covers first. I still want to hide. I still want to not be seen. And there's nothing wrong with me. And there's hardly anything I've been through. And I haven't had any children. And I can't imagine the pressure that other women are feeling in these situations. I just hope you get it. I'm going to end this podcast soon. (laughs) But I just, I hope you hear how deep, 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 deep these ideas are in my own psyche and how much they may be affecting you too. Or the person that you love. And changing that will change your life. Changing that will change your life. Changing that will definitely change the sex you're having. But it has the implications. It has implications to change everything about you. If you change the way you see yourself. I think for me, it is made, it has actually kept me this idea unconsciously. I didn't realize it was this idea, but this idea has kept me from promoting weight loss for years because I hated it. I hated the idea of telling women to reconfirm to women that you are broken and there's something wrong with you that you need to change instead of saying you are beautiful and getting healthier is a great goal. But even if your body doesn't change, your mind has to change. And the way you see yourself has to change. And you are worthy of that. And you deserve that. And that is what I want for you because it's amazing. Like this, this is what I want to teach when it comes to weight loss. Or anything. Like the way your body looks, works, is, is a miracle. Our bodies are miracles. Everything that they do for us is a miracle. And any time that you get to enjoy that miracle and let it bring you pleasure, it's a, it's <laughs> the words for it, the words for it. It makes you feel like you're touching heaven. It makes you feel like you're on a completely different plane of existence. The the fact that our brains can release chemicals when we are experiencing orgasm, <laughs> like that make us feel like we are seeing God. What? Don't deprive yourself of that. Don't deprive yourself of that. Make the effort to change the way you see your body 
to change the way you feel in your body, to enjoy your body so that you can enjoy the rest of your life. Thank you, thank you for joining me and listening to my podcast. Please, please, please follow, subscribe, and share, share, share. If you are listening on Anchor, definitely send me a message. There's a little button that has a plus sign, it says message. Send me some audio. Let me know how you're thinking, how you're feeling. Let me know if you have any questions. And take a minute, go to our Instagram page and follow us at good christian girl podcast each week i share a post i share a post when we publish each episode but also um oh we play this game called (laughs) never have i ever so definitely go over there and just connect with us check us out share comment send questions let us enjoy ourselves